Good morning, everybody. My name is Eddie Hill, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. This morning, we're going to be discussing haunted locations, outdoor style. And we're going to be trying to call Miguel Cantu of AlterVision Studios, who directs Paranormal Analytical, the show. And we're going to talk to him about upcoming projects, things that are going on, and uh, see what kind of uh, answers we can squeeze out of them. Miguel's not known for giving too much information out, but we're going to try and pull this stuff out of him today. So uh, bear with me as we try and make some phone calls, try and get him to answer the phone, and see just how long we can keep him on the radio. And uh, we're also going to be calling Patrick Newcomb and Renee Rodriguez. So hopefully we can get a hold of one of them. Renee, I kind of doubt because he's just very, very hard to get a hold of uh, during the day. He's... Uh, constantly busy so we're going to do our best to get a hold of them and that's coming right up so uh let me get some coffee and we will be right back I'm back and enough of that creepy music, huh? But it adds to the mood, you know, you got to have something in there. So anyway, um, let's just uh, get right down to it. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about a little bit was uh, Big Bend National Park, which is here in uh, Texas. And uh, it's actually West Texas, you know, closer toward uh, the ghost town of Terlingua, Alpine, Marfa, all that area. And it's along the Texas-Mexico border. And it's probably one of the most beautiful places you can visit, especially here in Texas. To get to Big Bend National Park, you have to mean it. I mean, this is not a place you can just end up by accident. You have to be there. And whoever is there actually travel to that location. I don't know how to describe it any better than that. It's, it's not a place that you can just, oh, wow, we ended up here. To get to Big Bend, you have to actually go to Big Bend. If not, you will never get to it. And one of the things about it, it's 800,000 acres of some of the most beautiful land you've ever seen. And it ranges from deserts to mountains to rivers, which is the Rio Grande, by the way, that runs through it, to Pine Forest. I mean, it is unbelievable. It's beautiful. If you like rock climbing, if you like mountain biking, if you like swimming, tubing, uh, camping, uh, whatever your tastes are, you can find it there. They've got horseback riding. They've got all kinds of adventures set up in the area that you can actually go check out. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because it is one of the least visited 
of all the national parks within the United States. And uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. And it has known as, and, and this is documented proof, it's known as the darkest place within the continental United States that you can go to. So when the lights go out at Big Bend National Park, it is dark. Let me tell you, you can see every single star in the sky. But along with that, it's great for sky watching. And we love to go out there and do some sky watching and, and look for anything out of the ordinary. And we have seen some crazy things in Big Bend. Uh, things ranging from uh, UFOs to these little miniature looking T-Rex things, which are said to be out there. And, and a lot of the cryptozoologists have been looking for these things. Well, we believe we might have seen one at one point in time. And this little lizard T-Rex looking thing that runs on two legs, it was just a flash for us. So I cannot tell you 100% that this is what it was. However, I can say that just from the glimpse that I saw of it, it, it really kind of looked like that. And, you know, and when it comes to cryptids, I mean, let's be honest, uh, anything's possible really. Cause I mean, they're finding new species every single day of different types of animals and, and, and creatures and reptiles and insects and you name it, they're constantly finding new species. So if this thing is what we think it is, we may have just seen one. I just wish we could have seen it a little bit more clear. I wish I could say with 100% certainty that this was one of those little mini T-Rexes. And if it was, I would be camped out there right now trying to get video footage of this thing. Because it, it would, I mean, it, it, that would be just incredible. You got to admit. Uh, I think Patrick sought the best out of all of us. Um, it just ran across us in front of us so fast that, I mean, we really didn't even have time to process what just occurred. So, I mean, it, it, it's, that was just really cool. And uh, if you're looking for an adventure, this would be the place to go. Between the cryptid, uh, mini T-Rex that's supposed to be out there, the UFO sightings, and the hauntings that take place in those areas. Big Bend is a paranormal investigator's paradise. I'm not kidding you. This place is just awesome. The ghost town of Terlingua, which is not too far from there as well, has some great stories. Uh, it's an old miner's town. Uh, they used to mine that place for uh, Quicksilver or Mercury. So you really have to be careful, you know, digging around in there because you don't really want to get that mercury on you. It will absorb through your skin, and it is very toxic. So if you do go out there, please use caution. Wear gloves if you're handling anything in the area. Uh, try not to, you know, get this stuff absorbed into your skin. But uh, there's a old cemetery there. I mean, it's just, it's really cool. It's like taking a, a trip back into time. And if you go to www texasghosttowns.com you'll be able to see a lot of uh, history from uh, Terlingua and uh, you'll see some pictures and the people there are real nice a little different but they're real nice and, and we enjoyed speaking to a lot of people while we were there but not too far from Terlingua you have Marfa and if you've never heard of the Marfa lights this is a uh, something you really need to see. They actually have a 
observatory or, or a place where you can watch out into this big open desert area at night and look for the Marfa lights, which are like big balls of plasma or fire or, you know, it's, they're really hard to describe, but they fly around. They seem to be intelligent, but no one's ever been able to get close enough up to them to, to tell. But at that uh, observatory place that they have where you can see these balls of light or this fire, they do have photos that people have taken and have uh, turned in that you can actually see what they look like and try and look around and see if you see them yourself. And uh, it's, it's, it's just a really cool place. And if you continue from there, you end up in Alpine. And uh, Alpine is just a beautiful place, too. I mean, it, it's just a great place to go check out and and not only that but i have to mention the ghost town of Turlingua does have a chili cook-off every october and it's like a spring break for chili so if you like chili and you like crowds of people like that and, and good drink and good food live music that kind of a thing the ghost town of Turlingua in october is a place to be and uh we're actually thinking about making a trip out there this month to check out that chili cook-off. I don't know if we're going to make it or not, but we're going to give it a try. Um, we've been out there once before. Love to go again. It's definitely worth it. But, uh, I mean, it, it's just a place you really need to check out. So without further ado, let's uh, see if we can give uh, Miguel Cantu a call and uh, talk to him a little bit about uh, AlterVision Studios, Paranormal Analytical, and some other great movies that are in the works as we speak. So we're going to try right now and get a hold of him. And it's ringing. And ringing. And ringing. And of course he did not answer. Imagine that. <laughs> He's got to be busy already this morning. That boy's got some serious projects going, so that didn't surprise me one bit. Now, I think we're going to try Renee next. What do you think? Okay, here we go. Let's try Renee, see if he answers. And uh, if he does, I'll be shocked. You have reached the voicemail box of... Boy, that went quick, didn't it? So now we're going to try Patrick. I love calling people early in the morning. This is great, isn't it? Trying to get their attention. Hello? Oh, my God. We actually have somebody on the air. What's up, Patrick? It's going, man. We are live right now on uh, the podcast session that we're doing today. And we were trying to call Miguel. He didn't answer. And then we tried calling Renee. That went straight to voicemail. So you are next in line. So we are recording as we speak. Awesome, awesome. Unfortunately, I'm in the middle of a job right now. Oh, uh, so you can't talk, so you're going to leave me talking by myself until you get done. 
unfortunately. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to continue speaking with our audience, and I'm going to let you go and get back to work. And why don't you call me as soon as you get done? Uh, remember, we are right now 12 and a half minutes into a 30-minute uh, recording session. So uh, if you get done before then, call me back, and we'll put you on air because we'd love to talk to you a little bit. Awesome. Okay? Will do. Uh. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, so... Anyway, Patrick is busy, so we will continue with our conversation. And that's the one thing about doing these shows, and nobody knows when you're going to do them. Nobody knows when you're going to be recording them. And uh, just kind of calling people up out of the blue and catching them by surprise, because that way you get their true reactions to what's going on. There's nothing scripted. You know, it's just their feelings on everything. So that that's a plus i mean so that that is something that we can work with and i think i'm going to be doing that quite a bit on the show it's just kind of surprising people with uh phone calls and uh talking a little bit with them about the different things that go on and uh i think uh what i'm going to do right now is i'm going to call christine solers and uh she is our psychic and we will talk with her a little bit since uh, everybody else is busy, and see what her take is on some of these things, and maybe get some uh, more information on uh, on some of the old cases that we worked. So it's ringing. Let's see if she answers this early, or if she's had her first cup of coffee. Hello? Good morning, Christine. I'm doing good. Um, right now, we are in the middle of recording a podcast, and you're on it. Okay. So you are you are now being recorded. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, listen. The reason I'm calling you is because in the middle of this podcast, uh, I wanted to talk with you know different members of uh, Paranormal Analytical and. I figured right now would be a great time to speak with our psychic and kind of see what she is up to and what's going on and if you have any information or news to pass on to our uh, audience. Um, I'm not up to much right now. I'm just kind of, I'm taking it easy, getting ready for the Halloween season, looking at different areas that I want to go to, but uh, that's about it that I'm doing. I'm looking at yeah i did i saw that link that you sent me on some of the old abandoned places that uh the, the old haunted locations a lot of uh old farms and, and houses and things of that nature um those are really cool the one in rio medina looks awesome i actually want to <coughs> kind of check that out here pretty soon are you really Well, very cool. So, I wanted to ask you, while we have you on here, what was your most memorable case that you have uh, in, locked away in your in your head as far as uh, hauntings and things like that? Uh, there's two of them. One's going to be um, the house that's no longer there. We used to call it Hell House. Um, that's the one that you went with us, the uh, footsteps on the steps when... Um, Jeff ended up looking out there, and he said, there is no one there. And he said, but I can still hear them walking directly at me. Yeah, I remember uh, that. 
That was awesome because, I mean, we're standing there at the bottom of this place. I mean, it's basically the basement of this house. And those footsteps that were coming down were so loud and so distinct. There's no way they could have been anything else but footsteps. And we were the only ones in that old dilapidated home. I mean, it was falling apart. It was, uh, it was, uh, I mean, it, it, it's the type of house haunted or spooky movies are made from. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it had a long history of being, of having a really bad tragedy. That, that's the house that the man had hacked his, uh, had killed his wife and had, uh, was, I think it was chopped up his, his children. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was, I remember it was, that was such a long time ago, but I remember there was a, a bad incident that took place there where I believe family members or somebody were killed. Uh, and, you know, it, it, and the house was basically destroyed after that and burned and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was it was a bad deal that took place. Yeah. And of course, my other place is uh, China Grove. Down by China Grove, you, uh, you, were, the, you were definitely there. That was the uh, house that we tried to exorcise. And the lady invited the demon back in. Oh, that was uh, that was in Smiley, Texas. Smiley, Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I don't know how she invited that thing back in. Yeah, Smiley, uh, Texas was. was yeah, Smiley, Texas uh-huh. was definitely. Um, I would have to say the worst as far as the type of haunting that we've ever dealt with. That that was a uh, definitely a place where evil lived it was that bad and you could feel it and i'll never forget the first time we pulled up at that place um just the the feeling you get when you pull up out front it was almost like the scene where the exorcist pulls up in front of the amityville house and is looking up at this home and it's that creepiness that you have when you see that kind of thing And if you remember, there was a thunderstorm that was brewing that night as well. Also, remember that? Oh, my gosh. I sure do. I remember driving home from the, in the thunderstorm, and my husband called just to make sure that we were safe because um, it was so bad. The girl that was driving that the car that I was in could barely see the road at that point. We had to drive kind of slow, and it was about halfway home. So it took us, it took me and her and I think there was one other person with us about twice the amount of time it took to drive there because of the storm. Yeah, that was a serious, <laughs> serious uh, electrical storm that hit that that night when we yeah. went over there when we were interviewing the, the, the family that lived there. And if you remember, you had uh, some incidents that took place to you on the way to that home. If you remember, we had ended up having to pull over off to the side of the road. Yeah. Or, well, actually, I looked down and I was driving with um, with uh, Larry, and I had my best friend Ramon at the time with us, and Ramon was the one who said, "Are you bleeding?" And I said, "Why?" And I was wearing a pink kind of chemise, just a long type of dress with pants under it. And earlier that day, I had been messing around, kind of like acting like I was flashing people. So we knew that there was no blood there. And uh, when we got back in the car, I checked, and it was dried blood all of a sudden. And I ended up at the house. We 
I, I had a change of clothes, but at the house I ended up checking, and it wasn't from me at all. But the thing was covered in blood, and um, I had a change in the car driving over there. Yeah, I remember because you guys radioed to us and told us that you, there was a problem and you needed to pull over. And when we pulled over, that's when we, you know, you told us what was going on. And I had some of the other girls that were on the team uh, go with you and, and check you and everything. And there were no issues. But that dress that you had on was literally, it was it was soaked in blood from the waist down. And, and that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And there was nothing wrong with you at all. Nothing. And, uh not at all. Yeah, and, and yeah, we should have known. We should have known then that it was it was, was going to be a bad one. <laughs> yeah, well, not only that, but if you remember, you were having some uh, uh, feelings and uh, visions before the the actual case that we took on, and you called me before I'd even told you about this case, asking me if we had something coming up because you had a really bad feeling. Yep, and I said it was a two story building or a two story house, and. I explained it to you, and you said, "Well, not as far as I know." You know, I, you were. I think you you were trying to. Uh, you you first of all wanted the information, but you were also trying to console me, or you know, tell me everything's going to be okay. You know, I don't think it's that bad. You know, and I kept saying, "No, it's, it's something really bad," and I could feel something really bad. And sure enough, yeah, that... that's also the place that um, I lost about. Six months in my of my life with um, having something with me for six months, and I, I have a total blank. We had to go to the cemetery and uh, take care of that. Yeah, I, I seriously think that whatever was there was it, that was just pure evil. I mean, and I I remember that I had a dream while we were doing that investigation uh, because it took we were there several different times. And in between that time, I had that dream of that little girl wearing that yellow polka dot dress. It was like a little yellow dress with white polka dots. And I uh, called Stephanie, who was on the team at the time, to tell her about this weird dream that I had about this little girl in this house. And I was trying to uh, get to her. And uh, it was dark and the thunderstorm was going on. And all this kind of crazy stuff was taking place. And the floor kind of started sinking in almost like what you would, uh, like a, like a, a bend in time when everything kind of like gets pushed down and everything's starting to slide into this black pit. And this little girl in this yellow polka dot dress was on the other side and I was trying to reach her, but I was slipping and I was, I was like almost falling into this pit. And when I called to tell Stephanie this dream, I didn't get, but maybe, a quarter of the way through it and she finished the dream for me because she had the same exact dream that I did with that same little girl. And remember we called you to tell you about that. Uh-huh. And remember that I also had a dream about the little girl and so did Ramon. All four of us had like an element of that dream. The same child, etc. And we never we were like, Why are we dreaming the same like you don't, you don't do that. You just don't do that. You don't have dreams like that about, you know, everybody at the same time. No, you don't. Oh. And and I remember we, yeah. we were thinking that, you know, it may have been whatever demonic entity that was that we were dealing with that was basically coming into our minds or, or into our subconscious during our sleep. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And then what we got on camera 
was also that black thing that came out of the floor and into the ceiling. And I, I, I was sitting on the Shadow man. And I put, yes. And I told, told, the, told uh, the guy sitting on the couch, we were sitting there in pure darkness doing one of our EVP sessions. And uh, we would go in there in doubles. And I told him, I said, start, start, start taking pictures now. And he starts taking it. And at that same exact moment, the, the, the static camera picked up that black thing floating straight up. And we showed it to priests. We showed it to a lot of different people to get their professional opinion and know that, you know, it wasn't that it was uh, hoaxed. It wasn't a fake. Um, and it wasn't anything that we could have done to make it look like that. It was actually there. And the priest actually said, I give you my blessing. You're on your own. Remember that? Yep. That was uh, uh, Monsignor, uh, Monsignor O'Gorman. And uh, he, yeah. he's the one that actually uh, was uh, talking to me about everything and uh, gave me all the holy water and the different uh, metals and things like that that we could do prayers with to try and help these people because, uh, of course, the Catholic Church has to get approval before any type of exorcism can take place. Uh, and there was not a bishop available that we could have spoke to at the time to try and get that permission here in San Antonio. No, not at all. And plus, it wasn't also that they weren't Catholic, and that's why the priest, the church, to, to talk to the church that was next to it? Well, that's when we went ahead and talked to that church that was next to it, which was a, a Baptist church. And uh, yeah. not to say anything bad about uh, any, any no, of the religions, no. but the, the problem with that Baptist church was is that, that uh, the, the pastor that was there knew that there was an issue in that house. And him and I kind of got into a little bit because he refused to step into that house to, you know, help these people. And, you know, and it honestly, it kind of ticked me off because, you know, here, here's this man that's leading this church and leading his, uh, his followers there, you know, in, in, in prayer and everything. But yet he wouldn't go into this home to help this people. So it, it, it cast a lot of doubt as far as his, uh, uh, his, uh, his belief, his, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? His, his, uh, his strength in, 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 his in, in his belief system was broken because he didn't, I, I, I tend to believe that he didn't feel he was strong enough to deal with it, which was, uh, right. that was really sad for the people. about like a war he, he gave us the stuff and he said y'all kind of like y'all are on your own but I don't remember him like giving us a warning like watch out like you know like just warning us other than giving us the stuff and going you're on your own and we were like what the heck exactly <laughs> can you give us some information why and he was like no but uh, no. that that house was really I bad I want to talk about it yeah that, that house is really bad and I remember the, the little girl uh, that was that was living there she was 13 and uh telling us how her stuffed animals were being thrown around her room and uh that dark shadow figure would enter her room and uh i sat on the bed and i tried calling this thing out and i was like you like scaring little girls why don't you come here and scare me and that's when we picked up that other evp that was in there that said i'm so scared like what are you gonna do like it was taunting me remember that one oh i remember that clearly and uh my other favorite place, 
and it's not a house, you know it's that cemetery. Which one? I'm sorry. It's the, the cemetery that we can't go. The oh, we're yes, oh, we're. Oh my gosh, we're talking awesome EVPs and oh my gosh, the yeah, wolf. That's how we met. The wolf. Oh gosh, that's how we met. That was that. That was the the test one. You know, that was the first time ever that you ever met me. And uh, the electrical storm started, and you're like, run. I know, just run back to the car. Just think, I mean, where else can you, you uh, talk about that you, you met your friend at? And, oh, well, we all, we met at a cemetery late at night. You know, and we're just passing by. You know, I mean, that, that just kind of, it's kind of freaky, kind of a crazy thing. But, yeah, I mean, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? We are just about out of time and uh, okay. for the show. But I want uh, everybody to know that Christine will be on the show more with us. And uh, this was kind of a shocker to her because she didn't know I was doing this. <laughs> so, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> so this was really good. So we kind of put her on the spot. So uh, she did great on here. Uh, I want to thank you, Christine, for, for being on the show. And uh, we look forward to having you on here more often with more stories. Well, thank you. I really look forward to it. I missed you. I missed you guys. And I miss, uh, you know, talking with you and all. I know that we're all busy and stuff, but. I really do enjoy this moment that I've had with y'all and I've had with you, Eddie. Thank you for calling me. Oh, you're very welcome. And we will be closing now. If y'all will visit our website on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash paranormal analytical. Also, if you would, uh, you can visit our YouTube, which is uh, also paranormal analytical. Just do a search on YouTube for us. And uh, we'll be uh, glad to... uh, answer any questions you may have. Also, if you go to www.paranormalanalytical.com, you'll be able to check out our main webpage. And uh, I know I was going to tell you we've got other stories and things like that that were coming up, but uh, we didn't really have a lot of time because we just have so much fun talking about some of this stuff uh, with Christine. But I'll have her back on the show more. If you have any questions for Christine, if you have any questions for me, leave message, comments, Please like our pages and share them. Uh, Let's get the word out. And uh, I uh, just enjoy being out here with you guys. Y'all take care. And we shall be talking with you all very, very soon. And have a spooky Thursday. Or is it Friday? Friday. No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Have a very spooky Thursday. Okay. Well, talk to you later. All righty. Bye-bye.